massive hello to all the listeners to our Humans at Work podcast. My name's Michelle Crawford from Being More Human, and we work with individuals, teams, and organizations to help them fulfill their potential. And the theme of our podcast this time is all around conscious leadership. So we are meeting and speaking with a range of different experts in and around the topic of conscious leadership. So I'd love to be able to introduce to you Vladka Lupik, and she is an academic and a professional in the area of conscious leadership. And Vladka, we might ask you just to introduce yourself, explain a little bit about what you do and what your interest in conscious leadership is all about, if we can start there. Yes, of course. Good morning, uh, Michelle. Good morning, everyone. Uh, well, thank you so much for inviting me to do this podcast. Where, where, where do I start? I, st- I started my career as a computer scientist, and then I became behavioral scientist uh, about 18 years ago because I always had a passion to help people develop, to help organizations develop. Um, I have held various academic posts in my career at the moment. I'm a part-time professor of leadership and management at Halt International Business School at Ashridge. But a majority of my time is spent running my company management uh, Shift Solutions Limited, where I use my evidence-based tools, models, and processes to help leaders and organizations to go through a big transformation, a big shift from old ways of working to new ways of working, which are more uh, people purpose focused and uh, which also bring this consciousness that we talk about to business area where we want to do good and do well at the same time. And through my interdisciplinary research, I have invented the how of this big shift, how to go to these new ways of working, which are more fit for purpose, especially given what is going on in the world and given uh, the stage in the evolution of humanity, we need to move away from old ways, uh, which are based on command and control, hierarchical decision-making, standardization, specialization that worked in the first industrial revolution. But now uh, uh, in this 21st century, at this point, we need to move to different ways of working, thinking, living and uh, leading as well. Mm, beautiful what a great introduction and when you're talking about different ways of being and living and working what are some of those new ways what are some of those different ways that you're really looking for organizations and individuals to be able to do well the backbone of my work is the five level model that I developed this is the essence of the management shift I developed uh, other models uh, various tools but this five level model explains what we need to do as individuals, as leaders, as organizations, and as a society at large as well. So perhaps I can take you very briefly through the levels because I will be referring to those levels as we speak. So on the basis of very extensive interdisciplinary research, and I looked into lots of theories and models and frameworks on leadership development, consciousness development, learning and development, adult eco-development, and so on. I figured out that there are five levels that our individual mindset goes through. There is corresponding organizational culture at every level, and that ripples out to the society as well. So every level is characterized by specific thinking patterns, 
language use, emotions, leadership style, and organizational outcomes. We cannot skip the levels. We can only go up one level at a time, but we can have pockets of different levels within the same organization. So uh, basically at level one, we have lifeless mindset, apathetic culture, not much gets done. There's a lot of fear, blame, toxic leaders, toxic cultures. It's a really not a nice place to be. Everything is more or less paralyzed at that level. At level two, we have reluctant mindset and stagnating culture. At that level, people do a minimum they can get away with just to get a paycheck. So they bring their body to work, but heart and mind stay at home. At level three, we have controlled mindset and orderly culture. This is traditional command and control. So we are micromanaged. We do what we are told to do. We are we oblige. We follow rules and regulations. And this is one majority of organizations operate elements of level three, some elements of level two, and sometimes level one as well. And these are the key reasons why we see so many problems in the world, why we see studies after studies showing low levels of engagement, low levels of passion for work, low lack of purpose. And that has a direct impact on revenues and profits as well. So we need to go through what I call the big shift or the management shift, where leaders, individuals, organizations shift from level three to level four. Now, something magic happens at level four. The mindset is enthusiastic, uh, culture is collaborative, and the keywords are trust, transparency, purpose, community, collaboration, team working, making a difference for the society. So doing good, doing well, and also having fun working. So my work is about helping leaders and organizations and eventually society uh, as it ripples out to shift from level three to level four because everything changes there. And occasionally we can reach level five. We can't be there all the time. It's too intense. We will burn out. But occasionally we reach level five with a limitless mindset and unbounded culture. And this is where... Uh, innovative teams work day and night on some amazing big innovations for humanity. They reach for the stars. They solve big world problems. So objective is to be at level four, occasionally uh, reach level five. If you go for difficulties and we slip to lower levels, we bounce back quickly and easily to level four once we are anchored there. Beautiful. So organizations can be in different levels and you're talking about the fact that different departments and different functions within the organisation can be at different levels as well. Tell us how do people or how do organisations go about shifting between the levels? What do they need to do in order to shift from level two to three or three to four or four to five? So I I have written extensive uh, strategies and list of of processes and and what needs to happen from each level for moving from one to another. Uh, The biggest shift is uh, moving from three to four. This is is, um, where everything changes. So at individual level, when I work with leaders and leadership teams, I have assessment tool uh, with 100 questions, which shows to what extent, to what extent a person um, it resonates with statements at each of the five levels. And then we use appropriate strategies um, to, to help a person shift from one level to another. Now, the big shift, some of the, the key uh, advice I would give is, well, get the awareness. 
or what happens where you move from level three to level four, um, set intention to go on this journey, and then you have to consciously uh, uh, really study in great depth what happens at every level so you understand the language, emotions, leadership style, uh, beliefs, uh, language use, etc. at every level. And then what you need to do, you need to consciously embody level four. You need to show up as level four leader, use the language and motions of level four. And then after a while, it's going to become um, subconscious competence. It's going to become habit. The rewiring in the brain will happen. And uh, I created a online e-learning platform where I train coaches, conscious coaches to learn all about all of this and then work with leaders to help leaders to grow through this big transformation and become conscious leaders as well. Mm -hmm. So that's more at individual level. For organization level, um, because I, I, I used this five level model for years and then I had another epiphany about 14 years ago, I thought helping one leader at a time was not good enough. It wasn't fast enough. And I thought I had to create it a way, create a way to help entire organization to shift to level four and to help many organizations to shift to level four at the same time. So I went back to my research and I did a lot of more research looking into thousands of references, dozens of case studies, hundreds of interviews. And through thematic analysis, I created a framework with around 150 factors that drive innovation, value creation, performance, innovation, engagement. And I grouped those factors in six areas and created the six-box leadership model and diagnostic tool. So I created a software with 120 questions that measures hidden strengths and weaknesses in those areas. So we can see what kind of culture organization has, then relationships area, uh, how well people work together, individuals area, their mindset drive, motivation, and then strategy, how it gets developed and executed, systems, how uh, work gets done, and resources. So it's like the organizational MRI that, that we can scan hundreds or thousands of people within 20 minutes or so. And we have quantitative and qualitative data, which is all anonymous. So we get the snapshot of truth and see what's really going on in the organization. And we can slice the data per managerial level, uh, department, and so on. And then in the next phase, uh, so that shows, I, I use the medical analogy and, and biology, and it's it, the scan shows which part of organizational body needs to heal because organizations are like living organisms. And once we have this insight, then uh, I use design thinking to create a process called action planning, where I would work with clients to create a specific action plan for individual and organizational action to heal that part of the body and to strengthen whatever uh, works well. Um, and we can then rescan within 12, 18 months to see how everything is shifting to level four. So this is for, for organization. This is how we do it uh, with organizations, with individuals who use the five-level model and the coaching process I developed to help leaders to go from level three to level four. So if you're talking about that really highly conscious level of leadership, would you consider that that's level four or level five leadership? Both. 
both. So we, we, we go through this big hurdle, this vertical type of development, when we jump from level three to level four. And it's a continuous process. It is not that today I'm level three, tomorrow I will wake up as level four. It's a gradual ascension process, uh, like a spiral uh, ascension. And once we reach level four, we are there. We, we are conscious leader and, and we have level four culture that is a conscious organization. Mm. Um, so level five is more of the same, but at a more global level. So at level four, we want to spread these ripples to society. So we think beyond ourselves, we, are, we, we connect with the purpose and we work on something bigger than ourselves. But at level five, we, we, we think globally or, or even uh, even beyond uh, humanity and earth level. We, we mm. really see a big picture like we think about the universe. Yeah. But at level four, we think beyond organization and ourselves. We think about society and how we can be that force for good for, for all stakeholders, not just for uh, shareholders. And if you had to give... Uh, some sort of guidance as to how many level four and five leaders you thought there would be if you had to give a percentage of all leaders that would be level four and level five what would be your best estimate my best estimate given all my experience all the research other people's research um sometimes I, I run a lot of masterclasses, keynotes, workshops, even on Zoom. If I do a poll, anonymous poll, do you think your organization is a level dominantly on a typical day, level one, two, three, four? Uh, you can't be a five all the time. Uh, given all that knowledge and experience, I would say 10 to 15% are there. Mm. Yeah, it's it's it seems to me that there's the conscious leadership is an emerging area and that there are some leaders that are naturally in this space. But what I'm interested in is your opinion of what needs to change in leadership development across the globe in order for us to be creating more conscious leaders and not just churning out the same leadership program. Uh, well, what needs to change is awareness. Once we get the awareness, what is possible at levels four and five, because people are so stuck at that level three uh, micromanagement and bonuses and thinking they, um, they they know the best if they have this position and organizational hierarchy, uh, they're too scared to let go of control. But when they get the awareness, what happens when they do that, that everything changes for the better and then they are being recognized as a true leaders. And when they let go of formal power at level three, they get more power back at level four because they're true leaders more is achieved with less effort and everybody benefits, all the stakeholders, not just shareholders. Shareholders benefit as well, but not at the expense of others. So this is a win-win case. So, um, And when I speak with leaders, I, I, I have a lot of data I can give them about what happens financially as well when we get to that space at level four. And for my latest book, Human Capital, I interviewed 58 CEOs about their journey uh, um, uh, to go through this big shift and what happened. And many of them said, well, we wouldn't have been around, we wouldn't have survived if we did not go through this big shift. And the value for the shift is 
uh, well, they told me you get 10% extra value of the company, you get uh, extra 25% of the revenues, or you get extra millions or billions of pounds or dollars. But there is also the human side of the value, which is they said it's priceless. There is no price for magic. They said it is a difference between life and death. It's a difference between mere existence and true happiness. Mm. And in my experience, as in some cases, uh, we increase the revenues or profit 100% in the year or 250% within three years. Or, uh, uh, so we have these magical, amazing figures, but it totally corresponds to other people's research. For example, Vinod Nayar, who also interviewed for my latest book, describes in his book, Customers First, uh, Employees First, Customers Second, that with, once they went through this big shift in HCL technologies, they achieved 700% increase in profit in seven years. Mm-hmm. And Professor Sisodia and, uh, and, and his team in, uh, in uh, their book, Firms of Endearment, show that those firms that take uh, into consideration alignment of all stakeholders, they achieved and outperformed S&P um, 500 uh, companies by 1,058% in sort of 12 years or so. So, so there's a huge, huge body of evidence that it's not just about monetary, uh, monetary values, but it's about human values that you achieve mm-hmm. when you get to this space and, and, and work from more conscious level as a leader and as organization. And what do you think some of the blocks are across the globe at the moment in regards to leaders being able to develop that kind of leadership that you're talking about? Because I don't see a lot of that style of leadership when you're looking globally, um, particularly politically. So what do you think some of the blockers are for people developing that? What are a number of blockages uh, and, and death ripples out? So, so leaders in organizations, they ripple out to the society, which affects all, all parts of society, from politics to education, healthcare. And I believe we will see more and more these old systems based on this old style of leadership crumbling uh, because it is not sustainable. So we need to um, use this new type of leadership to, to create new systems which are more fit for purpose. And the reasons why it's not happening, there are many reasons. But from neuroscience point of view, we know that when uh, we face change, the part of the brain that relates to a stress and anxiety lifts up. So, so it can be scary, but it's a lot, a lot to do with the lack of awareness. Uh, or it could be maybe self-interest, self-serving uh, mindset that some some leaders have, and they would rather focus on their own benefits and um, uh, bonuses uh, than thinking about more widely and thinking what what's best for for a wider range of people, what's best for society, what's best for all stakeholders. Um, so it could be that um, egoistic mindset, uh, which which we see a lot at the lower levels. It's all about me and what what is there for me, and uh, what kind of bonus I'm going to get, or what kind of status I'm going to get in society, etc. Which I, I think it's uh, uh, it's it's outdated and it's not sustainable. On the other hand, the leaders that are conscious and and aware that 
more is achieved for everyone when we think about others and think about wider society and, and, and wider stakeholder groups. They will do better long term as well because, mm. um, yeah. And it's interesting when you look at um, David Hawkins' model, uh, his consciousness scale, and when you look at, you know, the idea of love being at love and above at sort of 600 and above, it's it's interesting to look at that scale as well. And I'm sure that that corresponds fairly directly to the five-step model that you've got. I can see that fitting in just beautifully with that. Absolutely. If, if, if it's so level five, we are driven by our love for humanity. So love mm-hmm. is, is quite high on this consciousness scale. I, I have mapped it already. It's, it's very interesting. I, I always look for models with levels and I think, okay, this is where my level three comes. This is where my level four five, mm-hmm. <laughs> five comes. Um, but yes, and, and then on the other end of, of that scale, we have a, a, a fear, shame, blame, and that's all level one. So it really maps perfectly. Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, because the more I understand about models, the more you can see models mapping together and the more I'm, I'm going to send you some of the work I've been doing because it's so parallel to what you're talking about tonight as well and it also maps into the scale of consciousness. So I think it would be good for you then to see how yours fits into mm-hmm. that as well. Um, for those people who are listening who are leaders in workplaces and want to raise their consciousness, can you give some specific tips to leaders about what they might be able to do to raise their consciousness in the workplace? Well, study the levels which I described in great depth. There are different ways to do that. I'm describing my book and I, I teach that through my e-learning program. I, I teach that when I do workshops, masterclasses. You really need to understand in detail what what happens at every level and the big difference is between level three and four. Then understand, have this self-awareness, when and where and how you show up as level three leader or even level two leader. And then you need to consciously let go of that kind of thinking patterns, emotions, language, behavior, and then consciously adopt thinking patterns, language, behavior, emotions, leadership start off level four. You will have to do that at conscious level for a while could be months uh, and then eventually it's going to become your uh, normal way of operating showing up as a level four leader well some people uh, say fake it till you make it but you have to do it consciously really learn about uh, what happens at every level consciously embody level four until it becomes habit and then tap into level five uh, as much as you can but obviously you can't be there all the time so that's the process and it can't be avoided it's a little bit the same as learning to drive one day you didn't know that you couldn't drive and then further down the track you drive somewhere and you're so you know unconsciously competent and you don't even know how you got to the place where you just drove (laughs) it's a little bit the same Yes, so so that conscious competence, once you acquire it consciously, will become unconscious competence or a habit. So you can you can drive and multitask. At the beginning, you have to think what to do, etc. Uh, it's similar here, or learning how to swim, or learning the dancing steps. Um, so you have to think what you do, and 
until it becomes subconscious competence. Mm. So it is similar learnings could be applied here. It's that's because how our brains are wired. And I think one of the most important things for leaders when they're looking to change their leadership style is simply the intent to do it. Because I think as soon as you have the intent to do it, then you'll be able to find everything else to support you in your journey. But if you don't have the intent in the first place, then no one's going to be able to push or shove you in a particular direction. You you have to be able to walk toward that direction. Absolutely. So the first step is awareness. The next step is intention, setting the intention to go on that journey. And and then there are the steps about learning, practicing and and, uh, and embodying this this level for behavior and mindset and language and so on. Beautiful. So can you tell us um, what was the book where the level one, two, three, four and five model is discussed? Um, That's called The Management Shift. The Management Shift. Okay, beautiful. And now if you can tell us where people can go to find your work, to find your publications, to buy your books, if they're listening to this podcast and they want more of you, how do they find you? I'm very easy to find. So first stop would be uh, my business website. There's a lot of information, managementshiftsolutions.com, and there are blogs, uh, various links, and there are brochures about different uh, programs. I, I also have board, uh, board games. Um, I also have a membership area. So there's a level one membership that anyone can join for free with a lot of resources. And there is level two, a premium membership with a huge amount of resources, case studies, videos. So if people really want to get a deep dive and learn this as quickly as possible, um, you can join level two membership. Um, I have my personal website, latkaklupic.com, uh, with some, some links and tweet, Twitter feeds um, on, on Twitter as well. LinkedIn, please feel free to connect on LinkedIn. That is my main social media platform where I share links to my latest articles, um, some thoughts, some memes, whatever I am inspired to do in the moment um, that I think it may help somebody somewhere in the world. I I post things first on LinkedIn and then it goes to some other platforms, but not always. So LinkedIn is the main main point as well. Um, My um, email address is latka at managementshiftsolutions.com if somebody wants to email me but there are contact forms all over my websites as well and on LinkedIn so it's very very easy to find me to google me and and get uh, and, and find lots of articles I've written probably about four over 400 articles now and four books so it's all there in public Vladka, thank you so much for your time and I was fascinated by your five-step model and I will definitely be looking into it further. So I appreciate you taking the time and effort to talk to us on our Humans at Work podcast. Take care. Thank you.